0: Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the signs and the events and the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment, uh, the reappearance of Jesus. But while we wait, uh, we are told to be blessed, that we're blessed, right? To not be afraid because we do belong uh, to Jesus, the Lamb who sits on the throne. Now, Revelation chapter 2, we're in this... um, this uh, chapter and verse study of the book of Revelation. And we're, we're speaking about the letters to the churches. And this is the, the second half of the letter to the church at Smyrna. Don't be afraid of the things which you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And you will have oppression for ten days. Be faithful to death, and I will give you the crown of life. So, the context is that uh, in this church at Smyrna, there are those who are described to, to cl- those who are claiming to be Jews, but are not, right? Claiming to be Israel, the children of God, but are not. And they gather together in the synagogue of Satan. And we've talked about that as being the children of God is not about genetic connection to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but rather faith, the same faith that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had, which was faith in Messiah, faith in the person and work of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And we are baptized into the death of Jesus and into the resurrection of that Jesus. And so we are called, who are not genetically connected to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we're called children of Abraham. Now, there's these signs of the times. Again, Jesus being very clear, Matthew chapter 24. Then they will deliver you up to oppression and will kill you. You will be hated by all of the nations for my name's sake. And then many will stumble and will deliver up one another and will hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and will lead many astray. So, yes, there will be persecutions physically against the church. Oppression, hard times, difficulty. But the greater danger is from the attack of those who pretend to be from Christ. False apostles, false Christ, have an error of spirituality, claiming connection to Abraham, but really being, as Jesus would say, I know your father. Your father is not Abraham. Your father is, is the devil. And they will try to lead uh, some astray. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says, but he who endures to the end will be saved. So this good news of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Again, testimony to all the nations. Uh, not just for Jew, uh, not just for Greek, right? But not just Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, but to the ends of the earth. So oppression for 10 days. Now, there's this little... Uh, um phrase here, 10 days, what does that necessarily mean? We're going to find that it goes back to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 1. And numbers specifically in the book of Revelation have have meanings, not necessarily literal meanings, but uh, deeper meanings, metaphorical meanings. For example, 10 is the number of perfection. You could say that you'll be persecuted, you'll have oppression for 10 days, which means the time, uh, yes, it's going to happen. But it's going to be a perfect fulfillment of the time, which means God has his hand upon it. It's fixed by him, and it won't go beyond what uh, what he allows. And so it will be limited. Now, Daniel chapter 1 speaks of this uh, type of um, persecution. In fact, the whole book of Daniel is really a model for what happens to the church. Uh Israel is taken into exile, and they are then tempted to worship other gods. In fact, they're demanded and commanded to worship other gods. You think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but they don't bow down. Uh, They're thrown into the fiery furnace. One walks among them, which we know is the, the second person of the Trinity, frees them from that fiery furnace. So again, the Lord Jesus doesn't leave his church. He walks among us in the midst of, you could say, the persecution fire. Now, in Daniel chapter 1, Daniel, it says, purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. He says, test your servants. He says, I beg you, ten days. And let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our faces be examined before you, and the face of the youths who eat of the king's delicacies. And as you see, deal with your servants. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. So there was this period of ten days that they were uh, not going to eat uh anything else uh that was given, the things that were given to the other servants, because they did not want to defile themselves with the king's delicacies, nor with the wine that he drank. So Daniel says, ten days. Now they came back and uh they looked so much better, right, than all the others, and so uh they were allowed to continue and to not defile themselves uh, with uh, food. And, and understood that perhaps it's, it was sacrificed to idols. Now, this crown of life um, phrase is also mentioned. Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Don't you know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run like that, so that you may win. Every man who strives in the games, exercises, self-control, and all things, now they do it to receive a corruptible, corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. I therefore, he says, run like that, not aimlessly. I fight like that, not beating the air, but I beat my body and bring it into submission, lest by any means, after I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. So the sense that as we run this race, right, we are waiting for the Lord's reappearance. It is a a marathon. It is endurance. We are called to Persevere, but the Lord Jesus is our brother, never leaves his church, gives us his gifts, and he says, We're going to run this race, and at the end of it, you will receive the crown of life. Now, there's a promise at the end, a call to hear and obey connected with the promise. So, Revelation chapter 2, verse 11 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies. He who overcomes won't be harmed by the second death. Now that word second death uh, is also seen later in the book of Revelation. So what is this? We've talked about the second death this way. That spiritually, biblically, we understand that if you're born one time, you will die twice. But if you're born two times, you will only die once. So born one time, which means physically, right? We all have a, a birthday. But If we're not born again, born a second time, there's just not going to be a physical death. There's going to be the second death. Uh, Life uh, separated from God, eternally uh, separated from God. But if we're born twice, not just born physically, but also born again, born from above, then yes, we may uh, die if the Lord does not reappear and take us to himself. We will physically have a death but we will have life eternal, and we won't have the second death. So these phrases throughout the scriptures, born again, second death, first resurrection, uh, we need, just need to interpret them, understand them in the context of how Jesus is speaking about, yes, life in this world, but also life eternal. So Jesus says, John 3, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again, or he could say born from above. Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. So, very clearly speaking about, yes, you have a birthday, right? But there's also um, this beautiful gift given by God that we are born again through water and the Spirit, born from above. So, we have a second birthday, a spiritual birthday, John five verse twenty four. Jesus says, "Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me, has eternal life and has will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life." So when we hear the gospel, we're just not and believe it. We just don't uh, aren't born again, but rather we are res- resurrected. We who have been dead in our transgressions and sins, when we hear the gospel, are made alive in Christ. We are experiencing that resurrection. You could say a first resurrection. Revelation chapter 20, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And he says, And I saw the souls of those who had, who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. And they had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. And this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. So when we get to Revelation chapter 20, uh, we'll understand that this first resurrection is this spiritual resurrection. You were dead in your transgressions and sins. And so Revelation 20 says, these are the souls. They reigned with Christ a thousand years. The souls uh, of those uh, those who who were dead in transgressions um, now have been raised, been made alive through the forgiveness of sins. Now, so that's the first resurrection. So when we are born again, we are also resurrected. And when we are resurrected, then the promise is that the second death at the day of judgment that is spoken about for those who do not believe in Christ, those who are not born again, those who have not been resurrected through the gospel, they will have the second death. We see it in Revelation chapter 21. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost, from the spring of the water of life. And those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, all liars. They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. And then he says, this is the second death. So good tree bears good fruit. Bad tree bears bad fruit. But when we are born again, when we are resurrected, when we are new creations, uh, we are given this promise that we um, we will not experience the second death. So born once. Physically, right? If you're only just born once, not born again, there are two deaths. Death in the grave, physically, but also the second death, separated from Christ forever. Um, But also born twice. If we're born twice, physically, but also born again, right? Resurrected, new creation Christ, then there is only one death. We'll go into the grave, uh, our spirit will be with Christ, and then we wait for the resurrection the day of the reappearance of Jesus. We're made new. We are with Christ forever. And uh, so born once, uh, die twice. Born twice, die once. So again, this book of Revelation is a little series that's going to help us, right? While While we're living in this world, through this race, this endurance, to beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times, to be ready for that last day, the reappearance of Jesus. But while we wait to be blessed, right, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus.